2: Why don't I try this uh, uh, professional thing? Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. Hey. After all the fumbling, someone sent me a note. They were like, "Could you just get into the show faster?" I'm like,
3: "Oh, uh, all right." <laughs> well, wow. can you quit the rambling up front so you can get to the rambling that is the show? <laughs> can you do some good? official rambling in a structured
2: pattern? <laughs> oh, well, all right. Um, our guest today is Weird Al Yankovic. He's here in my house. Yay. Hey, man, I how's it going? It. Oh, I'm doing Oh, thanks for having me here. Oh my god, I'm so excited that you're here, uh, especially after you uh, came in and surprised everyone with, at the live podcast at Largo. Even
4: us, I surprised myself. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you're the nicest guy in the world because you Al literally waited for the entire show to come out and sing about a minute and a half <laughs> at the end of the song. Um, and it. It, it was worth it. It was it was amazing, and everyone Fun. went crazy. And and I actually. Um, I did I did the live chat with you at uh, SF Sketchfest um in January which my girlfriend is a producer of that festival. Mm. And so mm. when I started when I started the podcast, I got all excited. Yeah, I know. That's the only reason I've done like 6 in a row. Um I mean not that I wouldn't do it that they keep asking me to do it. Like, it's the only thing I've ever screwed my way into, I guess. Um,
1: hey.
2: But uh um so, I, I, ch- I, ch- I chatted with you at Sketchfest, and then afterwards I was like, oh, I'm doing the podcast. This is going to be great. I'll just get the recording from SF Sketchfest. So, I went to Janet, and I said, hey, can I have that recording that I did it with Weird Al? And she was like, what recording? <laughs> And then I hit her because that's how they
4: learn. <laughs> so um, she I, records everything now. <laughs> no, she every. We're, we're being recorded by her recording this. Yes, exactly. So so the, so, the, so I would have been the first Nerdless podcast, except nobody hit the record button.
2: No one, not one bootlegger. I am really disappointed. Uh, Darn
4: those non-bootleggers. Seriously,
3: <laughs> no What's one. What's wrong with you people? I'm fine with it though, because now there's this. Now I get to be here for. Now it. you guys. I get did, to come, I've
4: never been to your house before. You this my, my first time, house. time here. Well, thank house. you.
3: I've
2: been to your house. You have. And it's awesome, when you go to Al's house, he's like, "All right, hop on the
3: Segway, and you do a lap around the house (laughs) on the Segway. I feel I'm too big for a Segway, is that possible? I don't think so. I tried standing on one at a... If Wozniak can get on a Segway, I think you're fine. I'm sure he had a custom one built, though. I got on one once, and I just started going back and forth really quick. Well, that's what
4: everybody on. does. I mean, the, yeah. the hardest part is just uh, maintaining your balance. It's the first five seconds because because uh, your gut reaction is to grab a hold of the handlebars and and pull back, you know,
3: to make sure you don't fall off. Yeah, but then and that makes just makes you, you go whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't handle. It. Remember, when they were going to revolutionize. They were the changing world? the world. Oh, yeah. Segway sidewalks <laughs> were going to change. <laughs>
4: It was going to change you know, civilization as we know it. Yeah, yeah. and it has, thankfully.
3: <laughs> now we can tell who's a weirdo. Yeah, just on the street. Because <laughs> you don't take yours out, dude. You? You'd go to the store with it. No, it stays in the house. Except <laughs> when I'm on the road. Yeah, do you take it along with? I guess it's a good way to get a, get around quickly backstage and stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, there's part of we, do, we do, uh, I
4: enter uh, the stage on the Segway when I do White and Nerdy. In the oh, live that's show. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'll tell you, I have to say right now, I, I hate even giving Segway any promotion because they would not cut me any deals whatsoever. You think like now, who's going to promote the Segway more than Weird Al Yankovic? And like, it was in the video, it was on the Tonight Show, it was like everywhere. Uh, they wouldn't even give me a discount. Like, you know, I don't think we really want to assor- associate with a product with white and nerdy. Like, oh, really? Then you guys don't really? understand your <laughs> demographic. No, you, because... don't, you don't have your core audience uh, yeah. in focus, you know. Because uh,
2: black, pe- black hip-hop artists are not yeah. buying Segways. It is white and nerdy people. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't you also offer to change your name to Segway Al Yankovic? Or I did. did I that offered make that. that. up in my head. I threw head. that out there. That was on yeah. the table for a while. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I actually... I, the last time I saw you in concert was at the Greek... And it was I mean, uh, besides of course, from the Nerdist podcast live. Uh, yes uh, oh. <laughs> but uh, but I saw it at the Greek, I don't know maybe it was five five years ago and um, it was amazing. and I've seen you uh, a few times, and every show is super energetic. There's costume changes and video and but what I loved seeing was um, was parents. With their kid, like, like people who, you know, who listened to you when they were younger now having their kids
4: and sort of indoctrinating their kids into the Weird Al uh, wheelhouse. It's pretty great. You know, it's, it's a family show. Uh, and the, the people that were into me when I first started out, you know, 5,000 years ago, uh, are, are a lot of them are still <laughs> coming to the shows <laughs> and they're bringing Colorado, their kids yeah. and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren and their great-great-grandchildren.
2: Your first album, which was in cuneiform, was uh, yes. very well written. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, and there's my, my, my live show unfortunately is not family friendly. It is it is basically just a catapult of F bombs. I should probably work on that. <laughs> That's a good
3: album
4: title for
2: you. Catapult of <laughs> F bombs? <Yeah, yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic.
3: <laughs> Um, Are you doing another one of those Greek shows this summer?
4: We're not playing the Greek this summer. We didn't want to book uh, an actual LA date until the actual album was out, and uh, that will not be out before the tour or during the tour. Uh, But but, uh, (laughs) if if we we might, I don't. uh, The next year is kind of a big question mark. We'll probably tour a little bit next year, and if we do have an album by then, which hopefully we will, uh, then probably we will play an actual LA date. There'll be plenty of
0: uh, room for dates because the Dave Matthews Band is taking off. 2011. Oh, are you okay with that? By the way. NBA. Are you okay with that? Matt is uh, a Dave Matthews <laughs> band. First, oh. um, 20 years they haven't gone off the road. This is the first maybe, time. Maybe he needs first time to, take, gonna be no he needs to take a break and learn Just, some more 20-minute
3: guitar Whatever. that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> you okay with it? No. Honestly. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you think he had an epiphany? It was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I better get off the road. Al needs dates. He's got an album coming out.
3: <laughs> Share the road with the rest of us. Come
0: on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cut some slack.
2: Cut some slack, Dave Matthews he's south african right
0: yeah
3: dave matthews it's too bad right why i don't know <laughs> he's really not racist <laughs> he should go on tour with uh d antward oh <laughs> they're awesome yeah i still i'm still confused by it but their beats are sick yeah oh. yeah sick beats that <laughs> no. <laughs> does not sound right coming out of your face. Come on, those beats are sick, and those beats are those sick. raps are tight.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Al Al was my first concert. Dave Matthews was my second. Are you serious? Yeah. Where, where did you see me? Uh, it was either at the South Shore Music Circus in Massachusetts or the Cape Cod Melody Tent. I don't oh, remember. Are those both I get gone those, now? Those, <laughs> those are both awesome I get those games. venues One's confused. got circus
2: and
4: the other one's got melody yes. and tent. <laughs> well, well, was at least one of those, them uh, a round stage that, that yes, rotates? Correct, yes. I remember yes. they call those whirly gigs. Have you done that before? No, I've never. Where you get it. on stage and the stage will slowly rotate yep. during the course of the show. So they could either have it rotate very slowly or like really kind of whoop around <laughs> pretty slowly. quickly. Oh, the K-Rock Acoustic
2: Christmas shows used to do that because that was the only way they could get the band. Ends on one at a time Fast enough It's uh-huh. like they would Divide the
4: circle in half And then the, the next band Would be setting up right. And oh, then wow. they would Spin it yeah. But these are actual Theaters in the round Where the the crowd Is all the way around you And so that you're Not staring at the back Of a performer For the whole time They will
3: r- rotate the stage Howie Mandel did a special With one of those And it's not <laughs>
4: Shortly before he blew out his sinus from glove-related accidents. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got to tell you, the, the hard part about doing those shows is, as you know, there's a lot of costume changes during my show. So whenever—and we can't have, like—usually uh, we can't have the dressing room in the middle of the stage. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So literally for those shows, I will have to, at the end of a, sh- a song— Jump off the stage, run through the audience all the way to oh. whatever dressing room is in the back of the building, and then run back on stage. So it's like twice as much energy after you wobble off and throw right. up a couple of times. Yeah, right. you're yeah. spinning the stage <laughs> to get your balance. And that, that's the other thing. I like, I never know what part of the stage I'm supposed to jump off. Like uh, here, no, there, no,
2: where? <laughs> what? It's, it's <laughs> like a Nintendo <laughs> game. <laughs> you're like, oh, I gotta like, jump
4: on the cloud. And then, <laughs>
2: how do you even? Do- yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Cloud with a guy like you. <laughs> But. Who ha- who literally could probably play a, a, an eight hour straight long show? How do you decide you know with each two with each successive tour what classics to play? Because I'm sure there's people who are always like, how come you didn't play Nature Trail yeah. or whatever?
4: Yeah, no matter how long of a show I play, it's like oh, you didn't do that one. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to pick. I mean, I uh, yeah, I've got like uh, working on my thirteenth album. There's a lot of a lot of fan favorites and a lot a lot of personal favorites. So I, I tend to play, you know, there 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 are like there's a small group of songs that I just cannot get away with not playing mm-hmm. you know it got got your fat and smells like nirvana and amish paradise and a, a couple others so those are probably in the set for the rest of my life right uh, and then there's a few songs uh which are borderline and, it, and then it's like i have to ask myself do i do i want to play that this year i'm tired <laughs> a lot of words <laughs> um so it's it's fan favorites and and a lot of kind of just personal choice like stuff that uh that i really have a fun time playing and stuff that I always try to throw a few surprises into the show. Some some oldies that you might not expect me to be playing live, uh, and every now and then I'll I'll have an unreleased song
0: or just something that I cooked up, which would work live but maybe not on record. Oh, is there cool. like a song that is particularly more cumbersome to play as far as costumes and? What you're, like what you're doing?
4: Yeah, I mean, there, there's stuff, like, like um we're, we're taking a break on uh, It's All About the Pentiums this year. We played the last few tours. And it's a fun song to do, but, you know, it. I get really winded after that song, you know? It's yeah, like, and, like, and also, it's I not said, really about the know. Pentiums anymore. You know, it's, it's like there's some references, like, you know, the whole Y2K thing. It's kind of blown over at this point. <laughs>
3: hey, we're in Y2K10
4: now. Yeah.
2: I'm still
3: waiting. I'm
4: still waiting. Oh, my God. The airplane
3: took a <laughs> out of the sky.
4: Um... Well, and the fats. I think I think you did fat. Fat. Yeah, yeah that's got to be an insane costume change. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a very quick change because that's the one time when I have everybody uh, in my entourage uh, in the in the change booth, and, and as soon as I got off stage. Uh, for the fat change everybody's helping me into the fat outfit and I, I can get into it in about a minute wait
2: that's an outfit oh, you don't actually swell
4: like in the video to I gotta talk to you about this Chris <laughs> so I, get I don't understand uh, Chris we, you ruined the
0: illusion we actually brought you here to talk about this what <laughs> it's a fat intervention I don't I don't understand fat suits at all
2: <laughs> wait so you and Eddie Murphy don't just swell at will <laughs> Oh, this changes everything oh well, I hope you don't feel violated but Mike Furman and I touched or eat at Grammy when you were out of I've heard this right I've so heard about okay. that. I tell you that. Right, <laughs> good. that good 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 it, it, it was just a light. It was just a light touch on the side. You know, we, we can uh, just buff that right out. That would have been a horrible comedy of errors. Look at this wing on the kink. Yeah, <laughs> disintegrates <laughs> completely in the dust. I would literally eat it to eat the eat it Grammy, oh. um, <laughs> which I think would make it okay. If I if I ate the part that I broke off, that would make it okay. I right? think so. The irony would suffice. Um... There's another ironic thing about about you which is that you are not related to Frankie Yankovic who is uh was a world class accordion okay. player.
4: That's right. Everybody uh to this day still assumes oh uh you know Frankie Yankovic's kid obviously or or the, at least I, I must be like his nephew or something like that. Uh but not really any any direct relation that we could figure out. I met Frankie uh years back and uh we couldn't find anything in our bloodlines that would really tie each other us to each other but you know obviously you know there's something there because we both have the same last name. Well, except for that shire in Austria where there's just Yankovic people who play the accordion. We're
0: probably <laughs> somehow
4: all tied to that shire. <laughs>
2: so, Someone's <laughs> been watching Lord of the Rings. Yeah, maybe I've seen it 50 or 80 times. Um, so, the, the very first time that I ever heard one of your songs was actually Another One Rides the Bus, and I was riding on a school bus at the time. Wow! And wow. so it was a weird kind of
3: like...
1: This guy's inside my head. <laughs> I
3: couldn't, couldn't wrap my mind around it. Oh mm. man! Um. <laughs> I gotta ask you, uh, why did you? Why did you never come to Hawaii? Uh oh! <laughs> Hawaii. You never played. You played oh, all not, forty-nine not my states. Decision, right? Not my.
4: I was like, I will never play in Hawaii. Yeah, that's, I was convinced. I, I own of. a house right. in Hawaii. I love Hawaii, yeah. and uh, I, I would dearly love to play Hawaii. It's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm sort of at the mercy of uh, your, our, you know, the, the promoters productive. and the buyers, and my booking agent knows I would love to play Hawaii, but yeah. it's obviously an expensive proposition to fly everything, the, everything to yeah. the most remote island in the world. <laughs> you know. Um, and it just has to make enough sense. Basically, I'm not making looking to make a lot of money. It's like, you know, if we can play Hawaii and I don't
3: lose money, yeah,
4: yeah. I'd be happy <laughs>
2: to play Hawaii. It's always a
3: proposition. I used to try and get like, you know, like punk bands and indie bands to come and play. I'd say, "Well, you're not going to make money, but you will get to come to Hawaii and maybe break even." That yeah. was like the only thing we could ever really yeah, pitch. Yeah, I on. would I would totally go for break even kind of
4: proposition for Hawaii,
0: but yeah, when you, you know. go to
2: Kauai, even if everyone showed up, you still couldn't sell out a <laughs> yeah, venue. Yeah, like it's yeah. just yeah. not enough. Why that's did Weird Al play Lanai? There's no <laughs> <game>. <laughs>
0: did
2: you
4: go to Molokai? Molokai, <laughs> play the leper island.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> Come on, everybody. Clap your hands. This one's for Father Damien. Let's go. <laughs> Clap your hand, <laughs> Clap your hand.
2: <laughs> uh. Raise the roof. Ah, your arms came off. Ah, that's unfortunate. Um, you see, a lot of people think that your your limbs just fall off and you have leprosy, but that's not it. It's just that you can't feel anything with leprosy, and so you That's don't. not as funny, though. Yeah, yeah I yeah, know. That's exactly. true. That's true. It's not as funny. Can't no, feel the gaping holes in your cheek. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel my mouth feels more air conditioned for some reason, <laughs> even when I'm not talking. Um, the very first time that I met you was at uh, uh, it was at some sort of an MTV function in like 1996.
4: Is this the one you sent me the picture of? No, I can't remember.
2: No, I. Uh, no, 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 no. Actually, it wasn't. This this it predates that. Okay. Are you sure? I'm positive. No, I'm not. Wait a minute. Where am I? Did I just have a stroke? You guys feel us, <laughs> right? Um, you it was it was similar NTV function and of course I've been a huge fan and uh, as I I would say every comedian of my generation. Oh my. Um, was influenced by you, but he but you came up to me and I was doing single out at the time and you said something like. Now, would you consider me more of a Gilligan or a Skipper? Which was a reference to the categories on the show. I was like, <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't talk because right? it just blew me away that you knew who I was. The first, like, that was the first, "Hey, I'm on TV and people are watching me"
4: moment that I ever had. Did you ever like decide which one I was though? I mean,
2: I'm. Um, well, I, I would say you're, I, but you're, you're kind of you're kind of a mix because you you definitely have. You definitely have the build that's more similar to a Gilligan, but I think you have a drive that's more of a skipper. But you're also nice like Gilligan. Hmm. But again, I'm an enigma. You are an enigma. (laughs) You're a skippergan. (laughs) Skippergan. Yeah. By the way, that scraping is the cat. That's what I thought. She doesn't. She doesn't know how to use the litter box properly. So instead of scooping the sand, she just thinks if you claw at the wall,
4: I'll I'll show her. I'll show her.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) He's really doing <laughs> it! What? Wow! Look at him go! Wow! <laughs> if you could only God! Oh. Audio oh. only podcast. <laughs> um, I, I also remember. These, I'm just looking at some of the, the no, all the notes that I made already.
3: That the, looks like uh, a crazy man's manifest. That doesn't look like notes. It where, is.
2: Uh, well, that's a problem well. with a comedian's notebook. It's a problem with technology. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to find a comedian's notebook. If, and you didn't know that it was a Comedian's notebook. You'd be like, "I think I just found a serial killer's notebook. Yeah. Like, there's weird stuff like cheerleader boobs, make belts, or whatever."
0: What is what? that? I would always write in my notebooks, "That's not a suicide note." I would always write. That <laughs> in my notebooks.
2: Um, but uh, I was just going over some of the old notes that I have, and uh, I love that. First of all, what you, what I had, what you told me in that that live thing that we did. I did not realize Tress McNeil played Lucy in the uh, in the Ricky video. Yeah,
4: that was like one of her very first gigs ever. I, I forget uh, where she was from, but she was kind of like fresh in L.A. and looking for work. Voice and of I the Crazy Cat Lady, right? Right. From yes, the yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. And she's a million voices. She's one of yeah, the top, highest, you know, one of the most popular voiceover artists working today. But at the time, I mean, this was like 1983. I'm I'm thinking, uh, and I just put an ad on the paper looking for a Lucille Ball impressionist. And two people answered the ad, and one of them was Tress McNeil.
3: (laughs) The other one is still on Hollywood Boulevard to this day.
4: (laughs) You know,
2: dressed up as Tress McNeil in front of the Hollywood (laughs) Vine next to Spider-Man and other figures of our... uh, Both the Spider-Mans. Both Spider-Men. But uh, I also want... I would love to talk about the early days of MTV, because I didn't roll along to MTV until 94, Mm -hmm. but just heard all these amazing stories about MTV in the early days. So what is it... What is MTV like in the early '80s? Like, what does it what does it feel like to work there?
4: Well, I never worked at MTV. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, they obviously played me a lot in the early days because I was the only person at the time that was doing comedy videos. I mean, like Ricky and I Love Rocky Road, and th- those were ostensibly the first comedy videos on MTV because they just didn't have material. So it was kind of easy to get on MTV because at the time they were like. You got a video? We'll play it. We like. It. We don't have any videos. We're a twenty-four hour video channel.
2: Well, yeah, because none of the American bands—they all thought MTV was going to be dumb—and uh-huh. so that's why there was this British music invasion in the early '80s because all the British bands were like, like Duran Duran, and uh-huh. they were like, "Please play our or right. please play off stuff,
4: <laughs> blah goo or whatever they said." Like all all the artists that had the foresight to be making music videos like in the '70s and the early '80s, like you know, the, for the Midnight Special or whatever, uh, like Devo right. who was like yeah. heavy rotation on MTV in the early '80s. Not because MTV loved Devo, but because like they actually had a bunch of videos. Yeah. And they had <laughs>
2: content. So that was it. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, when, you, when we think of... We are not in a content shortage at all now, right. So to think that <laughs> there was that time. So when you're doing Al TV... What do what they, do they give
4: you notes? Or what, what no, I, that was the other thing. It was like, you know, like what you'll do four hours of programming? Great. Like, <laughs> let us know when you're done and we'll put it on the air. Oh, my God. And it was literally like I went to like an editing bay in a, a green screen room and uh, we set up a little like fake apartment for me and shot it for nothing and they paid me nothing. And, <laughs> and uh, it was basically four hours of me just like goofing on videos and doing like really horrible shtick. But it was like, you know. Four hours of programming, literally anything I wanted to do, and they just slapped it right on the air. That's amazing. And did you
2: notice pretty quickly, like, oh, this is actually having a cultural impact, or did you think, like, I was it like SCTV where they're like, we're just kind of throwing this into the ether and not really
4: knowing if anyone's watching? <laughs> Mostly the latter. It was just sort of like, you know, really, are people watching this? This is this is pretty crazy. But uh, I mean, it wasn't too long before we realized that, like, you know, MTV was obviously having a huge impact. And then people were like, recognized me on the street for the music videos and for LTV and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it really was a life changer.
2: Did you go to the first Video Music Awards?
4: Ah, uh, no. That was the one with like Dan Aykroyd and Bette Midler, right? I, I, I don't think I actually went to that one.
2: I think I... The, only, the first one I remember watching had Cyndi Lauper
0: in it. That's all okay. That's all I remember. Yeah, which one did Eddie Murphy host? That was like early,
2: right? Uh, I, don't I don't remember... <laughs>
0: internet will know did he
2: swell the way that he can make his body swell yeah, again, <laughs> once again it's, it's not Christmas. real we gotta talk about that uh, talk is, what is the that. problem you guys I so don't understand <sighs> not just everyone has...
3: is Robert De Niro in Raging Bull <laughs> he just <laughs> has mutant glands
2: <laughs> like Robert De Niro Oh, that would have been awesome if Robert De Niro had done that in a fat suit that would have been great Raging. let's remake Raging Bull <laughs> did you ever say, what was it wait no there was a what was that there was a sketch show on like HBO in the early 90s and they did this thing called Raging Bullwinkle which <laughs> hilarious <laughs> It was like, uh, did you fuck my wife? Did you fuck her? I bet you fucked her, didn't you? Like, it was amazing. And it's just this guy in a big Bullwinkle suit with these boxing gloves. <laughs> sounds kind of familiar, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I, if only there were some treasure trove of videos <laughs> if only posted on a someplace. network that we might all be able oh to access. My. Oh, well, I That'll guess we'll... <laughs> Remember when stuff would air
4: and then and then it would be over and you'd be like... I guess this I'll never see that, see that again. again. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember, I, I was talking to my wife about this, like, you know, um, my, my kids got, like, Peanuts uh, DVD, like, Charlie Brown stuff. And I remember, like, when those shows aired the first time, there were no VCRs around. I remember taking an 8 millimeter projector or a 8 millimeter camera and actually shooting a movie of the TV screen when the like the Charlie Brown Oh way. wow. Did I love it. so much. You invented kinescope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would watch like like film of the Charlie Brown on TV without sound to go wow this is great. Well that it,
2: the you know I, I heard from, from when I worked on Barnyard which you also did I'll get to that in a minute but one of the one of the voice actors on that show told told us that you know how all the Peanuts characters they talk really weird, like this. Hey, Charlie Brown, how come you got that thing in your hand? Or that probably wasn't a line for me. <laughs> anyway, but uh, what, the reason what they that, that they all talked exactly the same is because there was the, the guy who voice directed them was not a voice director, and so he just made the kids copy him. So the, all, the, all of that cadence be, was because of one guy Oh no, was kidding! Like, no kids, say it like this. Wow. So it was just because this one wow. guy didn't really know what he was doing and, that,
0: and then it just kind of stuck.
2: Wow, I had Lord no idea. knew
0: what he was doing.
2: Well, that's, that's true. I guess it did ultimately work, but um, they all do sound mildly. How did he, how did he direct the teacher? Um, a, Another
4: guy came and went.
0: Wah, 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 wah. No,
4: could you, got got you go to up to on wha? Yeah. Wait, which yeah. wah?
2: The third one. Wah, 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 wah. Yes, yes nailed it. <laughs> he, he actually came in with a trumpet and a little bit <laughs> of muffler. And that's what those are called—the muffler. Yeah, do right? It's a technical term. <laughs> but I, I, I and you know, I always fe- I always feel I always feel guilty asking you to do stuff because literally. Everything I've worked on in the last year and a half, I've asked you to, to do. No, that's great, man. Thank um, you. Halloween <laughs> 2, Attack of the Show, Web Soup Twice, the Sketch Fest thing, the podcast, the live podcast. Barnyard, yeah. Barnyard which you were amazing on, and, and, uh, and you're always so generous with your time with this stuff, and I, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you, man. This is, this is fun. <laughs> I mean, I, I, when, we, when we did H2, Halloween 2... H two H two. Well this is called? H2. I know. The kids call I know. it. Come on, H yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I don't have time to say Halloween. Hydrogen I have time to explain two. that I'm not going to say it's Halloween and then go back to H. <laughs>
3: not to be confused with H two O. Right, which was, was the 20th anniversary. Halloween,
2: anniversary Halloween Halloween, too. Too. This was the second. This was a sequel to a a branch.
3: Chris, your nose is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> are you be my constant?
2: <laughs> oh, that show's over by now. By the time this goes up, oh. the loss loss will be over, and um, we'll all know what we. Let's all pretend to be appropriately disappointed. Oh, but um, Rob Zombie called me on a Friday and he was like, "Hey, you're seen in H2. You're in. You're hosting a talk show, and I I, can you suggest someone who'd be another great guest to harass Malcolm McDowell?" And I was like, "Well, I kind of just became friends with Weird Al." He's like, "You have to get him on the (laughs) jumps." So uh, I I emailed Al. Um, hey, what are you doing Sunday? Want to fly to Atlanta and be in a horror movie? And he wrote back and he was like. Yeah, I'm free. So
3: <laughs> no, great way to spend a Monday, you know? <laughs> no, Why not? Who, would, who wouldn't say yes to that though? Who would go? Hmm, I don't know. Horror movie, huh? Well, I don't know. I mean, you never. You my know. manager totally
4: didn't want me to do it. He was like, like, no, no. are you kidding me? That's like, that's not your audience. Like, well, that's a good idea because like maybe somebody else other than my audience should be seeing you sometime.
2: <laughs> do you find do you, do you kind of have a push and pull with him where he's like, oh, you shouldn't do this thing, and you're like, ah, I'm probably just gonna do it anyway. Well,
4: yeah. In the early days, I kind of listened to what he said, now it's kind of like, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Th- thanks for your. Just <laughs> here's, here's 15% of my income. Just go over there and play with it. And I'm gonna go over. Take here my and, money. Leave me alone.
2: Yeah. Leave me alone. I'm gonna pay you to stay away from me and not get in my way. <laughs> but um, and, and honestly, traveling with you is amazing because it's just like every every person, every type of person from every type of demographic, like heads just turn when you when you walk through the airport. Or do they? Yeah, they do. They do.
4: Although. Because t- oh. I, I think I fit the, some uh, somebody on the no-fly list. Uh,
2: oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I've seen
4: him before. Also, you had a clock strapped to your
2: yes, chest. Yes, that, that And helps. Uh, Some red sticks. Right. Uh, I don't know, you know. if you can
3: old-fashioned choice. I thought.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, it worked. It worked. Did you said do you you had you had a great story about being mistaken for someone else at a security line?
4: Oh, Kenny G. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you? Because people always say like. Are you him? Are you that guy? And I always just I have to say like, well, who are you thinking of? Like, and the, the usual, well, the usual response is Weird Al, but every now and then it's Kenny G or Howard Stern or sometimes Gallagher. Howard Stern. Hall- yeah. Gallagher's bald. <laughs> Gallagher has no <laughs> hair left. Are you Gallagher too? <laughs>
2: yes, I'm Gallagher too. Well, you should stop carrying melons around. If you did that, that would that yeah. would probably my other favorite. And an Anvil case. An Anvil case and an case. <laughs> and, uh, and, the, and that mime shirt that he wears. <laughs> Um, my other favorite story that you told When we did the live thing Was the uh, the Jeff Healy story so Oh I was gosh, hoping, that was so
4: uncomfortable I was uncomfortable. you could tell that again uh, For the podcast listeners Jeff Healy, yeah, we, I, Jeff Healy and I co-hosted A uh, a live uh, music awards show I think it was Jeff Healy, by the way, blind like, blues singer yeah. For people who don't know Yeah and, uh, I, I, you know, it's, it was a bold choice for them to, you know, have a blind person co-hosting an, an award show. And he had, you know, uh, his, his script on, on Braille and, and he had his lines down. Uh, and, you know, it was, it was actually a pretty uh, um, gaff-filled show to begin with. There was a lot of technical difficulties, a lot of things going wrong, a lot of cues were missed. But the worst part of the whole show was when uh, we were in the middle of some kind of sketch... And uh, I I actually had left I left the stage on the little sketch for for some reason or another. And Jeff was not even aware of it. So he continued to try to carry (laughs) out a conversation with me on stage on live TV for minutes after I had left the stage. (laughs) And it was just the most uncomfortable thing you would ever witness
2: in your life. Although he might be like, "Eh, this happens all the time. (laughs) Eh, Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Um I there was no like no one didn't have IFBs? Did it, like you would think, like maybe put a thing in the guy's yeah. ear. Yeah, yeah that yes. would have probably helped. Like he's gone. <laughs> but instead the entire audience at once just said, Al what left the stage uh, oh, <laughs> They were too busy going good. Oh. I can't see anything, but I just felt the air get sucked out of the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Harvey the Wonderhamster.
4: My best still friend of the whole world, still alive after all these years. Let's say he is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> still, still not biting or squealing. Still, still not. Yeah.
4: Still not. Still loves to run around on his hamster wheel. No, should, should I give away any kind of traits you Because I, I, I hesitate to because you're still stuck on the whole people swelling to fat size. <laughs> right. Well. Well. They do.
2: <laughs> uh, all you have to do is go into a Cracker Barrel and watch it happen in real
4: time. Yeah. <laughs> No, actually, we—I uh, think there's been a, a different Harvey for every single uh, LTV because, uh, uh, you know, af- after every uh, episode, we we give away Harvey to a good home. By uh, like giveaway to a good home, you mean destroy with yeah, flushed down the toilet. Right, right right no, right, right. no, no, no. Uh, to, to usually do it to a, uh, a crew member uh, that wants whose kid wants a hamster, uh, or or sold on eBay, or or flung out the window. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> really your choice. It's really once out of on my hands, it's like <laughs> up to you. Uh, but but yeah, we, we tried to we found out pretty early on to make sure that it was a hamster that had been played with a lot before it got to the show because for a few shows, uh, you know, the hamster doesn't like being handled by a strange person and right. if I'm trying to do shtick with it, right. uh, if it was a uh, undomesticated hamster, like most of the ticks would be like, oh, Harvey, ow! <laughs> and then there really is yeah. a, just a reflexive <laughs> smash against like, the, uh, oh, God. Oh, maybe, not he just, again.
2: <laughs> maybe he just didn't like comedy. Maybe <laughs> Perhaps you actually, not. Maybe he actually accidentally got a Harvey the drama hamster who just <laughs> wanted to, to work in the theater. a <laughs> hamster. that's hamster. This is so
4: beneath me. Mm-hmm. nibble, nibble. Nibble. <laughs> Uh, Did anyone ever complain about, like,
2: how can you do that? Of course. Mm -hmm." You know,
4: that's with anything that you do, no matter how ironic or how obviously fake it is. I mean, in the beginning we used, like, when we do the cutaway where I'm throwing an obviously fake hamster out the window or against a wall or whatever. In the beginning we were really concerned because... Uh, you know, we obviously do not want people thinking we were throwing a hamster, so we in the kind of way we'd have like a fur ball that was literally like three times the size <laughs> of the original hamster, so so it'd be like super obviously fake. And people still complain like, "How could you do that to that poor little thing?" Like, at that point, we're like, "Okay, if you get it or you don't get it, we're just gonna make the hamster look real and do it
2: anyway." And it's people, a bunch oh, of Chris cool. Hardwicks watching right. and
3: complaining, <laughs> "How That's would you what do it do is. That to this?
4: By the way, I'm, and it
2: makes me very happy that that those type of non-irony getters have
4: have managed to leak into every form of media. Oh,
2: yeah.
4: I mean, we talk about Twitter all the time. Yeah. You cannot say anything on Twitter, like, you know, ironically... like the, 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 And people have to comment on it, like, you know, gee, I'm here uh, at Disneyland uh, on Labor Day weekend, and it's busy. Who knew? Well, I knew, because it's Labor Day weekend, and people go on Labor Day weekend, because that's a busy time of the year. Why didn't you know that? You should know that. I'm going to show him. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag mer.
0: Didn't you have a... Oh,
3: oh, oh, you poor
0: fool. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't I have a what? Didn't you have a falling out with some Jonas Brothers fans?
2: Oh, yeah, well... Yeah, yesterday, I I lost a handful of followers. I went to The Grove in L.A., which is a big outdoor fancy mall that you should never do on a Saturday, period, anyway. But I was driving by, and I'm like, ah, I need to swing by and swap something out. And uh, And I walked in, and there are... Thousands of teenage girls like freaking out, like they're over there, they're over there. Oh my god, man! Like, and it turns out the Jonas Brothers are performing at the Grove yesterday. Wow! And Ouch. teenage girls are really creepy because they swarm and they hunt in packs, and so they were they were trying <laughs> to like spot raptors. the Jonas Brothers everywhere. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I said something like, uh, "I love the Jonas Brothers; they're my favorite lesbian band," or something. <laughs> uh, and then people were like, "You're a jerk! How dare you? What are you?" And I blocked a few people because I'm like. If you think the Jonas brothers are awesome, you shouldn't be following me. You just shouldn't be following me. <laughs> yeah, you me. dumb
3: little 12-year-old girl. Is that what well, she said? Well, that's what I'm saying. She
2: said? No, what she but I, said. I don't know if I really have anything that a 12-year-old girl is gonna care about well, that I
0: say, you know? When she's 13. Alright.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Legal in Tonga. <laughs> um The other the other Twitter thing that I had that I thought was I thought I was clearly being sarcastic was uh hey, here's uh, here's an environmental tip. You should use you should use baby wipes in the bathroom because they're better for the environment of your asshole, in parentheses. <laughs> All these people were like, no, it takes them much longer to break down in yeah. the environment. And I'm like, what part of the parenthetical in my asshole did you think <laughs> I was serious that about? That works on
0: any sentence. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's the new in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. The fortune cookies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You will live a rich and prosperous life in your oh, asshole. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, why? Why? What is wrong with people? Good question, Chris. You know, yeah, I think we're gonna figure it out today, Al. Today please, what is wrong today, with people? Nerdist yeah, yeah. podcast. Okay.
3: Figuring out people since 2010. <laughs> we're gonna fucking break down the walls of society, man. <laughs> <laughs> really gonna do it. Have
2: you seen? How have you seen your? Uh, have you seen videos change in the last? You know. 25 years. years
4: uh, so. Well, they've gone to a stage where uh, the budgets got very big, like uh, around Puff Daddy time, right? Yeah. Uh, and now we're to the point again where it's like people just, you know, the, you may not have heard this, but the record industry is sort of in trouble. What? <laughs> you know, I didn't want to say anything.
2: Oh, but I got a bunch of labels to see me play tonight at the Hotel Cafe. I got a lot of
4: songs <laughs> that I want to. Does David Geffen
3: I- know? I got <laughs> go one better. Tell David tell him
4: panic well which is one of the reasons why uh i'm now uh instead of doing the, the the big big budget music videos i'm trying to do uh a lot more videos but keep the budge- budgets down and just work with a bunch of very talented people that can do a lot for a little money everybody wants it to be the new okay go because they do amazing videos for very little money i mean you know once their uh, treadmill video came out everybody right. wanted to figure out how to do the next treadmill video right but it, you know it's, it's not as easy as like okay here's five thousand dollars making a, a you know Genius right. video right it just it takes talent, which is in fairly short supply. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wait a minute, first, there's no fat people that can
2: turn fat, and now you're saying that everyone's not super talented. <laughs> I am learning so much today on the Nerdist podcast <laughs> well they they're genius, I mean just in terms of coming up with simple ideas that are that are that look like work yeah uh but but when they execute them properly are insane, but your videos. All those videos that you released last summer, like C N R and uh, and Craigslist. I mean, so you worked man. with some great directors, the Jib Jab, and yeah. then and then super Liam Lynch, news guys. Um, the Super, super news. news, yeah, for their R I P
3: as of uh, as of last Thursday. That's right, I heard about that. Cancelled. So are they doing a new show now? Um, I, Josh is uh, like I, he's got some stuff in the works, but as a as a collective, they are now done. Oh, that's too Did bad. they do a yeah. Super
2: News about them getting canceled? Yeah, they, should. <laughs> they really should.
3: It would basically probably be just them making fun of Al Gore the whole time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So great They they couldn't make fun of Al Gore on that show apparently. Not allowed. It was really weird because I had tons of Al Gore ideas when I was writing it. Oh. I just could not. They would not let me. It was a it was a bummer. Mm, that's but then I, but then who, I ended up making fun of Twitter. That's some, but that was genius though. Your Twitter I, video. Thank you. That that is someone that
2: could. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you should always be willing to make fun of yourself. You, know, Al-, you Al Gore agree?
4: should yeah. have been on Super News like doing just a really bad Al Gore impression.
3: Yeah, we yeah, had like, all kinds of ideas, and I think it wasn't so much Al Gore as it was you know. Uh, Jeff Hyatt or whatever, the, like the main guy that ran Current was. just didn't want to mess with it? Yeah, he didn't want to bother. He didn't want to be too inclusive. Might get canceled or something. Yeah,
2: exactly right. Someone have... might pay attention to Current TV. <laughs> you guys could have pitched Hal Gore. What are you doing, babe? <laughs> this is highly well, irregular. Like, even especially
3: after uh, he is, like he did that stuff on 30 Rock, which was so, you know, yeah. like making fun of himself. And was like, there's a whale crying. And then flying away, you know. <laughs> did, you see, did
0: you see Buzz Aldrin on
3: 30 Rock? Not it was yet. so it was fun. funny. Yeah.
0: No. He was on as himself, yelling at the moon. It's so funny. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah.
4: He's done a couple funny things lately, like that wrestling. Did you see the wrestling video? No. I got to stuck right there. That just reminds me. That's another one of the ironic things. I, I had met a, uh, Buzz Aldrin at a Simpsons premiere party thing. <laughs> and I, I posted, like, uh, I had a twit pic. I uh, just ran into Buzz Aldrin. He's still going off about this crazy walking on the moon thing. <laughs> and people were like, he really did walk on the moon. I can't believe it. I seriously, people got so upset like, uh. that I was, like, you know, insisting that he didn't walk on the moon.
2: <laughs> Why not, you know, I, rather, than, rather than people uh. just lashing out at you, I wish they would just lash out by saying... I am a person with a lot of sensitive hot buttons. I am a minefield of anger that at any minute you could step on one thing and I am going to explode. I'm sorry. No, no, I hate Canadians. Oh, <laughs> you and your healthcare and your ketchup flavored chips. Um, uh, what else did I write down? Oh, we, you know, I still get, I'm not saying we have to do this. I still get tweets from people who are like, what are you gonna do, Yank Hard? Yeah. Cause we jokingly said that we were gonna collaborate on, it, on something and call it oh, Yank Hard. Nice. And, uh, and Someday, someday, it will happen. The Yank Hard reunion. Oh, let me just go back and say, don't think it—it did, it didn't escape my nerd sensors. You, Buzz Aldrin, at a Simpsons premiere of sorts. Yeah. Like that is a cluster
4: of awesome. Was, <laughs> was this the movie? Was this the no, Simpsons no, movie? It, was, it was like their twentieth, twentieth, yeah, their twentieth anniversary uh, party or something like that. So it was just some big thing in a big airplane, uh, airplane hangar or something like that, and they had like a, uh, a booth set up, uh, carnival arcade kind of things. Oh, just a big okay. kind of. Did you ever do the Simpsons? Yeah. yeah, I was on twice. Which which episode? Uh
2: 3 Gaze of the Condo. Oh yes, yes, oh,
1: 3 Gaze of the Condo. Yes, <laughs> I remember
2: when they redesigned, yes, <clears throat> when he goes and moves in with the And the, I had to serenade Scott Thompson right? Marge to get her to move back in with Homer. Ah, oh, that's nice. What are some fun ca- I mean like Oh, the Naked Gun series. Oh yeah. How did you how did you get involved with the Zucker brothers? Well, you know,
4: um uh Robert K. Weiss, who produced uh, Naked Gun, he was the um I worked with him a bit. He's a, a, an old friend. He uh, uh, co-directed some of my early videos. He uh, co-directed uh, The Complete Owl, which is like an old home video that I did uh, um, it. for CBS Fox, like in the mid-80s. And uh, uh, The, um, what's the uh, Police Squad was my all-time favorite show. It had six episodes total, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was genius. I, I love the Zucker Brothers. I love the airplane and all that. And when I heard they were going to be doing a movie uh, based on Police Squad, I just wrote, this is before email, I actually wrote uh, <laughs> What? Bob Weiss and I just said, you know, I don't care what it is, I'll be in a crowd scene, I'll do craft services, I just want to be somehow involved in this movie, this is going to be awesome. And he told, uh, told the guys and they actually wrote that scene in for me, with me coming off the airplane. Yep. Oh, wow. Well. They're not here for you, Frank. You also had a uh,
3: uh, quick cameo in Tape Heads. That's,
4: yes. that's right.
3: That's uh, right. I just, by with the a... way,
2: found out, sorry, I just, uh, <laughs> I wanted to get this from the other room. We just found out, by the way, that John Cusack is the same build as Jonah Ray, which is shocking, because I thought John Cusack was my height. Turns out he's like 6'4". Shaka Zulu, you mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) add Shaka Shaka Zulu. Zulu. I think he might just be John Cusack now. Oh, he went back to... uh, Yeah, I think so.
3: Is is
4: he still willfully uh, misspelling things to make people upset?
3: Yeah, he really loves to do
4: that. It makes me upset. (laughs) (laughs) Mission accomplished, John.
3: He He doesn't cur...
2: <laughs> are we um, are we going to turn into like,
4: hey John Cusack,
2: like we're the people? Is he doing uh-huh. it on purpose or does he just does he is he just a poor? I think you no, know, I think he
3: just does it really quick and it's kind of stream of consciousness and he just doesn't bother you know checking yeah. And then but people like and then people complain about it and I think it only fuels him to just do it even more. Yeah, but that, right. that was my first
4: big screen. Was was my first one of my first uh, big. We just push him out of the way, right? Yeah, Tim oh, Robbins and John Cusack. Yeah, I saw I him in the, in the face of the with a door walking out of a records together. Yeah. This is an episode
2: of. Squad. Oh. I have. A, I've got episodes of Police Squad on my uh, phone.
3: Can we clear that?
4: What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> now I heard. You know how the like okay. every episode with somebody dying. Like, yeah, yeah, a Special yeah. guest <laughs> and they like roll out of a car with a bolt Like head Shatner. Or or, yeah, uh... I heard. I, I don't know if this is an urban legend, but I'm pretty sure that that one of the people was was John Belusi. Oh. But uh, but he uh, but he OD'd like right before the episode. And that aired. was their idea too. Yeah. And so, they <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so they didn't never aired that that opening. So, I wonder if that's not, that that was never like even a DVD extra. That's like some lost footage. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. If anyone out there is listening,
2: did
3: and you, you see, have that footage. Um,
4: did you see uh, Black Dynamite? No.
2: I think you'll really like it. I think it's Jonah. A- I watched it because you wouldn't shut up about yeah. it, and it is amazing. Black Dynamite. So what is it? It came out last year. It went to Sundance. Um, it's just this this couple guys wrote it, and they star in it. And it's basically a satire of a black exploitation film, and it is so So amazing because not only is there the film that 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 like the story that they're making, the secondary film is basically like you see booms in the shot. Yeah, it's
3: kind of like a Garth Marenghi style, like uh, where it's just like you know like boom shots coming in, horrible like pushing in and like like uh, like panning down, like just really clunky (laughs) shots. you know, people like there's one of the best moments is uh, there's like a, a fight scene and the guy accidentally slaps one of the like the dude he's like fake fighting and the guy like they get I like what the fuck and they 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 cut and there's just a different guy in the same clothes. <laughs> it's, but it's, of chilling, it's so right? well done
2: and something that that most comedy doesn't do that often anymore at least in, in film is that um, a lot of comedy I feel like is so aware like comedy movies are so aware that they're we're being funny and satirical. And what was so great about the early Zucker stuff is that they played it straight. It is exactly what Black Dynamite is. And Janet, I I pulled it up on on the Xbox and she was like, oh, I don't know about this. And I'm like, no, 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 trust me, I, I hear it's amazing. And we loved it. It's yeah. amazing. It's, it's a great parody.
3: I got to see that. Yeah, you we. Have we, to see we it. I
4: think we talked about this too. Um, uh, I can specify exactly when the whole Naked Gun series kind of like made that turn because uh, Police Squad. Uh, Leslie Nielsen was totally flawless. Yeah. yeah, just like an airplane. I mean, just like he was not acting at all like it was a comedy. And there was a certain point when I was watching the first Naked Gun movie where I realized like. He thinks it's funny now because uh, he was uh, like yeah. starting to do like the mugging to the camera yeah. and like doing the comic takes. Yeah, and yeah. it became a whole different kind of thing for me because it wasn't like you know the the, the initial formula of like playing it like it's totally straight. That's well, the
3: best part about like I think that's the best parodies is just like you, you that's what's great about Black Dynamite is that the they, everyone all the actors are playing it like it's that movie. And if everyone plays it straight, the uh, the situation will be funnier. Right.
2: Yeah, I think I think it might have been the funniest movie that came out last year. I think so. I think Black, it's one of Black the best comedies
3: of the the first decade of the new you know, millennium. <laughs> I really do. Like the like from 2000 to 2010. I think that's one of the best. Guy uh, Michael White was the guy. Yeah, the guy who played Spawn in the Spawn movie. Yeah,
2: he was. He's he, he yeah, was great. Hilarious. Going
3: to my so Tommy Davidson, too, right now. That's Tommy it. Davidson is in it and hilarious. Arsenio Hall's great. in it too. Hall's really hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really really just fucking funny i
2: mean it's hard i guess i understand as a comedian though that it is hard if you're playing something super straight and you feel like you're not doing anything that you kind of have this comic thing of oh i didn't do anything maybe i need to do something to be funny so yeah. may- maybe that's what he was suffering but that's what a director's yeah.
4: for this supposed to say no no it's funnier yeah, yeah. not to do that right
2: yeah. right right
3: I, even when i'm like doing sketches where I, like i'm like you got to play it straight don't say a joke don't don't make yourself aware of anything else, you know. Don't act like that's a dolphin that's about to rape you. you know? <laughs> I just feel like there's so much
2: precious comedy that's being done in films now, where it's like we're adorable and funny, yeah, and we're just right. we're just dicking around.
3: Well, that's what we were talking about, just like uh, with a Wet Hot American Summer. What I liked about it is that it was a parody of uh, you know summer camp movies from the '80s, but it also kind of was one yeah. on its own. Which, which I think that's what Black Dynamite is great because it is one of it is a black exploitation movie that has an awesome uh, Baron Vaughn in the the first scene. Like he's like the guy's like, what do you jab turkeys talking about? I ain't no snitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta yeah, go yeah. back
2: to the oh, streets where I come yeah. from.
4: He was, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Scream kind of worked
3: on the level too because it was a total kind of slasher film, yes. but it was
4: like a parody of slasher. Films.
3: Yeah, or for I, instance, UHF was another film. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah. a comedy. Classic. Really quick though, uh, Scream I think is such a great movie, and it will never get the uh, like um, respect it would have had if there weren't for the if it weren't for the sequels and the uh, and the scary movies. Like I feel like it's like people forget about how groundbreaking Scream right, was when it right. came out, and how like it really regenerated the whole horror scene. Scream Four will save it.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> man. three D,
3: those are just all like the
2: bastard children. It's like like when a ki- like when a great king has a has a bunch of kids and they're all fuck ups, you know. Like yeah. that's what I feel like. The first Scream <laughs> was amazing, and then all oh, the scary movie, and then the yeah. this movie, and the
0: hero movie. Like, oh. ugh. I think they killed like three. Even has Jay and Silent Bob in it. Yeah, like in a cameo.
2: Although a, the, a couple of the follow-up, uh, a couple of the scary movies were pretty funny, though, right? I I never really watched any of them. All right. Well, let's not talk about those anymore then. David
3: Cross, wheel, David started, Cross's he, he wheelchair did like guy. Three, was three funny. Four, or, he did a couple of the scary. I movies. think he did the first ones, and then the Wayne's Brothers took it. No, if no, I, no, I, if I remember, first, first, and, and then, then he, he did like over. I think
4: either three or. Four I th-
3: or three. I think three was the. I saw one. and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of funny,
2: and I, I think it might have been three. I didn't think it might have been three. I definitely
0: did watch uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, uh, Dream Warriors the other that's
3: night. That's a great, that's one of my favorites. That and Dream Master are my favorite. I saw that I at,
0: uh, last year at the New Beverly Cinema. They had Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and Fright Night.
3: And oh, so Fright great. Night. There's a good so double feature good. coming up at the New Beverly. It's uh, uh, Mystery Team, which is a Derek comedy movie that looks really funny, mm-hmm. and Ghostbusters. Nice. Go- Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. I don't uh, understand. I uh, call it Mike Furman Hill. I sing the song. For you. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say every line. One time, me. Another Hardwick reference. Me, Hardwick, and uh, um, Furman were at uh, the powerhouse uh, randomly one night, and they had Ghostbusters was playing on the TV and with no sound. But between Chris and Mike, they were saying every person's line back and forth. It was pretty bad. And they bad. never stumbled on each other, which is great. They never started uh, someone's line at the same time. Was, they were volleying back and forth for the first like, 15 minutes. That's a movie. fun
2: drinking game you can play is, is see how well you know a comedy. Like turn, Or you don't have to be drinking. I don't drink. <laughs> it's a fun
3: heroin it's a fun game you
2: game. can play. <laughs> see how long you can hold on. But uh, yeah, you, you put on a comedy and you turn the sound off and you just see how far you can go uh, into the movie with yeah. the lines. But uh, but I want, I want to talk about UHF for a minute because... I still want to talk about Ghostbusters.
4: Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the does Huey Lewis still make money from uh, every time Ghostbusters plays? He, he does. Must, he must have... Got, I think he got a pretty good
2: settlement because yeah. they, you know, they asked him to do the original theme song to Ghostbusters and he was like, nah, I don't think I want to do that. And they were like... Okay, we're gonna take. I want a new drug, and then they did that. And right, Ray Parker Jr.
3: Recorded. Did, you ever, um, did you ever get to talk with Huey Lewis about like I want a new duck or anything? Uh, like? Or was it all just like the legal? Like, yeah, I, I ran into list. him af- after the fact briefly, and he was like,
4: "Oh, hey, thanks for the money." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what is that process like? I'm sure you've answered this question a million
2: times. what is the what is the process like? Do you? Do you, do you write the song first and then try to get it
4: approved? No, or do you have to. You have to see who. That's a waste of time. So that you, you have to see. Here I spent a year working on this. What do you think? I hate it. Okay, thanks for a waste of time. really.
2: I thought you could cover any song you wanted,
4: basically. Well, that's even that is. Well, it's it's all a gray area, as I always say. Uh, but covering things, something is different than you know changing it because that's a derivation of a work. Okay. So it's you know, I I always get permission because. Not that I necessarily need to. I mean, the Supreme Court has always ruled in favor of parody artists and fair, fair usage right. and all that. But, you know, it's better not to get in any kind of potentially litigious situation sure, with anybody. Right. And I, I just never want to get on anybody's bad side,
3: particularly if they have a well-armed posse. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rolling down the street on their big wheels. yeah. That uh, that Huey Lewis posse that goes around. They, oh, they're yeah. It's yeah. it the it's news. the news. Yeah. Yeah. That bass player, the news.
1: Yeah. That bass player with sun He's
3: the sunglasses. Yo, HL, what's up with this dude? <laughs> <laughs> Hip to be square? <laughs> Bullshit!
0: Bam, 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 bam. But he has, Huey Lewis has said that directly Ghostbusters got him involved with Back to the Future. Oh really? Yeah, that was he was, major like, reaction yeah. too. he was like, "You know what? Fine. They they might do it too." Let yeah. me pop on awesome this.
3: songs for that mo- those movies. Yep. Yeah. He really did. Uh, thanks, Jimmy. Um,
0: d-
2: so who uh who has turned you down? Um, I want to know like who's like super serious.
4: Yeah, I, well, I mean, the, the one that's uh, well, I always mention is Prince because he's just never, ever, just even given a reason. Just he seems like. fun, you know. He, he seems like a wacky guy with a great sense of humor. They would just love any kind of like, you know,
2: purple is a fun color.
4: It is, it is, it, it is. is. <laughs> like after I saw purple, Rain, I thought, you know, that guy is a nut. Prince to me just looks like a walking mood ring. Like that purple,
2: and then he's t- and he's tiny. You can fit in your hand. You could wear him like a ring. He's, he's quick though. Like prince is quick like a mouse. He's wiry. Yeah, yeah, you can't like they have to trap him to take him out to do shows cuz he's in the walls and they got to like set up the prince trap. <laughs> he's like a ferret. He's like a human out. ferret. Yeah, 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 he is. He's adorable. He's not you can't legally own prince no, no, in California. No. But uh in other parts of the of the country you can have a prince for a pet.
0: Didn't uh, didn't Paul McCartney say no to Chicken Pot Pie? He
4: did, but that was just because, you know, he and yeah. Linda were strict vegetarians, and, he, and uh, he just didn't want to encourage the consuming of animal <laughs> flesh, which, you know, I wasn't really encouraging it either. I just thought it was a funny joke. Right. You know, chicken pot pie, because the, the chorus, of, you know, was a parody of Live and Let Die. Right. And I had brilliantly changed the chorus to... <laughs> <laughs> did you record this? It's no, uh, we did. I did it live in concert for a few years, but we never actually. I have a recorded. of it. But you know, you know, Paul. I Paul still has a great sense of humor. I mean, uh, he actually appeared. I actually got to direct Paul McCartney uh, last year. He appears in a three D movie that I directed called Al's Brain in Three D. Yes. Uh, so so that was a thrill. But I you show you show me that
2: footage and it's really amazing because I showed you the raw footage. You showed the yeah. raw footage and, and Al is so like just kind of gingerly trying to direct him, and, <laughs> and Paul seems like a guy who's he seems affable but firm at the same time. Yeah, where he's where like he's not gonna waste his time. He's not gonna waste his time. And you kind of you kind of had to, like they agreed to do it, but then you sort of had to hijack them because they
4: just like wouldn't. You know, well he, he well here's, here's the whole story. I uh, I was looking for a cameo appearance in the Alice Brain thing. The the the, the um, format of the movie was sort of like a viewer mail thing or a man on the street interview thing, where people would randomly appear on monitors throughout a set and ask a question, and then I would answer about you know whatever the question they had about the human brain. Uh, So I had, like, various friends and relatives and and character actors doing things. And at the end, I wanted a big celebrity cameo. And I thought, oh, we'll just, like, you know, go out to all these people that we're we're never, ever going to get. And we went out to, like, and we're getting, like, rejection letters. Like, oh, um, yes, uh, Brad Pitt would love to do it, but he's in Germany and blah, blah, blah. And we're getting down on the list and thinking, oh, when are we going to call Gary Coleman, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And out of the blue, one morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, I get a call from London, like, Yes, this is Paul McCartney's office, and he'd like to know what what you'd like him to do, and when and when w- will you be available for him to do this? And I was like,
0: Oh, well,
4: whatever <laughs> Paul wants to do, it that'd be great. We'd love to do it. Yeah, Paul McCartney's office, bullshit, lady.
2: <laughs> nice <Plank> blank <laughs> accent. Yeah. Click. I'm a yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. So uh,
4: he he was originally going to record it in his and uh, at his own place with his own camera crew uh, uh, at his own convenience, but he kind of never got around to it, and our deadline was approaching. And I saw that he was playing Coachella. Uh, here in, in Southern nice. California, and we called up and said, well, um, you know, uh, because you said Paul would do this and we haven't gotten uh, any tape from you yet, we're just going to show up uh, there and hope that he <laughs> will give us three minutes of his time and we'll bring the camera crew, and they said, okay. So we set up in his dressing room, we waited around all day, and he came in, three minutes, banged it out, and we got it. I nice. love it. It was so much fun because he would do it, and then you'd go,
2: okay, okay, so, th- you know, at this time, have a little fun with it. And he'd be like... I think we got it. Like, <laughs> friendly but firm. You'd are like, okay, okay, great.
4: <laughs> no, it, was, it was like, uh, no, he, he said, he said oh, I think we've got it already, but I'll, I'll do it again. Oh, <laughs> no, he was very nice, very sweet. Um, and did you? But you didn't hang out with him any after then. You no, know, he, really... he's he's kind of a busy guy, Chris. He was actually well, he, he was performing that night, and he was he was like going through all these people. You know, actually, I was in the same set up in, in the same room with a guy from the BBC, uh, who was who was had flown out to do this interview with Paul McCartney. Very proper. I'm not going to say stuffy, but very very proper British guy. Just setting up, and we thought, oh, he's you know a very serious BBC guy. Uh, and, like, ten minutes before Paul McCartney, was set to, like, walk in. He comes over and he goes, I can't believe Paul McCartney's going to be here in the Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I like more nervous than I was. <laughs> uh. um, d-
2: d- I loved watching, when we worked on the Halloween 2 movie, by the way, I uh, speaking of uh, proper Britishmen, uh, it was fun kind of watching you nerd out over Malcolm McDowell. That was pretty insane. Who's, <laughs> I, and Malcolm was... Malcolm was in the middle. You made that joke, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, So uh Twit pick! Twit pick! So Mal- I can't believe you said Malcolm in the middle,
3: you know? <laughs> That's
2: already a show. What? I think it'd be great if, if someone made a mashup of Malcolm in the middle, but you just put Malcolm McDowell instead of Frankie Muniz and everything. Uh, someone with a lot of free time can make that yeah. happen. But you know, Malcolm would just tell these stories about like Oh, yes, and then we had this dinner
4: party with Michael Caine and Peter Sellers. Oh, it, was this, and, I, I couldn't even, it was one of those kind of things where I just couldn't believe where I was. I was just sitting on a set, either changing the lighting or something, and Malcolm just was, it was just two of us on a like telling me about some dinner party at Peter Sellers' house and just going on with these stories, and I'm just uh, trying to commit them to memory because like, I can't believe it, like, Malcolm McDowell is like, telling me these amazing anecdotes. Now, they shot those dinner parties as a documentary, and that film was Caligula.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, but I do want to talk about UHF for a second, yes. um, just going back to it because it is like it was certainly an influential comedy for for me um as part of my as part of my comedy development. I mean genius. So did you how, how did that movie come about and you know like what what was the writing process and
4: Oh uh it was uh was uh, Michael Richards insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was written in the days before computers. I remember I I wrote that with my manager Jay Levy. Uh we had both conceptualized the idea of uh of writing some kind of movie where I would be able to do parodies and and, uh, and uh, commercial takeoffs and things like that. And so we had to we try to come up with some kind of skeleton of a plot mm-hmm. and basically be able to just hang all these kind of sketches and parody bits on it. And we came up with the idea of me like having a, a TV station that was in trouble mm-hmm. and, and basically being like, well, a UHF station. Uh, <laughs> uh, and which is now, uh, I guess there's no more UHF stations. It wasn't that long ago they decided to kind of like take that whole... Banned bandwidth it. away, right? Right. So it's a complete anachronism now, but we at the time that was a good comedy vehicle for us. Uh, that means no one can ever remake it. There you go.
3: <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm in development for UHF.com. What? Which, uh, <laughs> oh. it's a revamping. It's a fledgling it's a website. Yeah. of it.
4: Uh. So we, we just uh, sat around uh, uh, for about a, a half a year and just wrote it out longhand on notebook paper, Jeez. Uh, and uh, drove each other crazy. Uh, and we, we kind of divided up. Uh, we decided that I would write all the funny stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, Jay would write all the stuff that sucks. And we just kind of, like, <laughs> like kind of, yeah. of them together, and then we had a movie.
3: And when it's like he he's credited as the director, but were you pretty much directing as well?
4: Well, not not directing per se, but, I mean, obviously, uh, I was i was there, like, leaning over his shoulder, like, going, what are you doing that for? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the... Um, you said you told me that the uh, hey, Mister, like that
2: guy oh, was somebody. Uh,
4: yeah. Um. Oh gosh. Uh. Vance Colvig. The uh. Yeah. The 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 bum in, in UHF was uh, he, Well, he was in a few David Lee Roth videos in drag. I don't remember. If you remember the, hey, Mister, Mister, right? Oh him? yeah, 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 yeah. In the the crazy from the but, Heat album. But he was he also had performed with Spike Jones, and he was also believe it or not the
3: original Bozo the Clown. Whoa. Wow. So, so
4: like like nineteen fifties
3: Bozo. Forties
4: or fifties, yeah, something like a long time ago.
3: So you and didn't, but you didn't want to put in a, like a weird scene where uh, uh, Babo, Babo the clown, goes outside and runs into that homeless guy. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome.
4: a <laughs> weird you? outfit. <laughs> <laughs> we can recut it.
0: Yeah, special edition. <laughs> the
2: special edition. Blu-ray. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah. Just get, just get George Lucas and ILM to go in there and CG yeah. Yeah. in yeah. that Some scene. scene. <laughs> like
0: Java. Yeah. Uh, UHF is the movie. Every time I move or get a new television, that's the movie I watch first. Wow, that's a weird... it's true, but it's. I love it. It's happened. Well, thank That's you, man. great. It's great
2: movie. Not that My I want favorite. you to dish on
0: Michael Richards,
4: but was he a pretty nice guy back then? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was very surprised by the uh, events of the a couple of years ago. I mean, he was completely fine. And he did uh,
2: ask us if there were any black people working on the. He program. did. He did. <laughs> it was weird.
4: Um, <laughs> but anyway. Oh, no, no, I, I can't. I know he's uh, M- Michael's a friend, although I haven't seen him in a few years. But yeah, uh, he's, but he's uh, no, he was completely fine during the shooting. Um, I uh, uh,
3: we're, we're going to wrap it up soon. Really quick, I, awesome I got to know though about the the weird twin guys who are in the uh, telethon. The, the <tactile> Cooper <coughing> kids. Wild the Cooper kids? kids.
4: You know, uh, if you uh, have seen the Forbidden Zone, yeah. they are featured in that. They are they are um, performance artists. They've, I've seen them play around L.A. Their shows are just indescribable. <laughs> they will just like have go through a fifteen minute segment where they do nothing but pour baked beans on each other. <laughs> I mean that's and that's that, that's correct. All
2: right, light me at fourteen. All right, I'm getting the light. I'm just gonna pour another okay. cup of beans. Uh, and, 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 and here's here. the funny.
4: Here's the kind of the funny part. Uh, one of them uh, is an investment banker, and the other one is married to Bette Midler.
2: What? Whoa!
4: <laughs> really? Yeah, that's weird. Although that might be the same guy, but but this you (laughs) never know.
3: They're like dead ringers, Cronenberg. I've met Bette Midler's brother. Uh, uh, He used to come into uh, the record store in Hawaii that I worked at. Rhett Midler, (laughs) guessing that evil twin. That was his name, or was
2: it actually Bette? You're like, you look a lot like your. Oh my God! Then you realize she's just going around dressed as a dude. Just it helps her live a normal life. Who were who are some of your influences? You must have been a Tom
4: Lehrer fan. Tom, absolutely. We talked about this a lot Tom Lehrer of Spike Jones. Uh, I, I rip off Spike Jones on my polka medleys all the time. There's always a little Spike Jones kind of riff or reference. Uh, well, Furman
2: and I ripped off your polka medleys when we did a bluegrass medley of Radiohead songs. Oh, yes, yes. Which which we always, this, is this thing we made called Rodeohead, and we always said it is as much a tribute to Weird Al as it is a tribute to Radiohead. Well, thank you, sir. Well, of course. Thank you. Uh, I, and well, the bluegrass movement. And the, and, the, <laughs> and the, you know, alt-rock bluegrass movement yeah, yes. uh,
4: that's sweeping the country. Yes. <laughs> Uh, who else? Uh, Stan Freeberg, who I was honored to work with on the Weird Al show. He came in and did the voice of the, uh, or actually came in and performed as the network executive, uh, J.B. Topper-Smith. Uh-huh. Uh, and he also was the voice of the, the Sock Puppets. So I, we did a little show called uh, The Fred Huggins Show, which was like the show within a show. And yeah. I played this sort of like amalgam of uh, uh, Fred Rogers and, and Captain Kangaroo. Uh, this weird, creepy, kitty show host called Fred Huggins. And there were these two little Sock Puppets to just Hated me and wanted me dead, and one was <laughs> bullied, and one was baby bullied. That was Stan Freeberg and his son Donovan Freeberg Wow,
2: that's amazing. Have you ever worked on anything? Because some guy took it upon himself to archive all of your videos onto YouTube, so there are these huge like playlists. Oh yes, that are categorized by era.
4: Oh These are very that, meticulous. That, that is a fan who actually goes by the name of Fred Huggins.
2: Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> is there? Well, that's surprising that he would uh, reference uh, a really uh, super specific thing, and then be <laughs> the guy that catalogs everything by era. Does he? Did? Um, is there anything that's up there where that you're kind of like, ah, uh, I wish that wasn't up there. I wish. I hadn't like, is there, is there something that you've
4: worked on that you're like,
2: you know, maybe not so much that you know, I, thing. I'm
4: not proud of everything I've ever done, but it's sort of like y- y- you kind of in, in the internet age, you kind of kind of get over it quickly. Sort of like there's a lot of stuff out there. There's many things on the internet I'm not particularly proud of, especially that sex tape. Man, I wish that <laughs> you know. You'd think because it helped Kim Kardashian, you'd and think. it helped uh, Pamela,
2: and you know. I guess it's just different if you're a parody I artist. This is uh, not going to be really the same thing.
4: The night vision goggles I thought were a good touch, though. <laughs> it Gives everything a nice, healthy green glow. Yeah.
2: And um, almost looks like you're like you're making love on another plane. Yes. Oh. Um, all right. So uh, really quickly. Oh, by the way. You know, uh, VH1 had approached Al, and they were like, hey, we want to do a show called The Search for the Next Weird Al. And then Al said, but I'm still Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning on going away anytime soon. Yeah. yeah, you really have... I can't think of anyone else who has cornered a market in the way that you have cornered <laughs> this market. Like, when anyone ever does any... And it's not like... I mean, you're you're not like Microsoft or anything. You don't yeah. kick anyone off the hill who tries to challenge you. It's just... Whenever someone does a parody song, it's like, yeah, but we, Al does that. So, you know, there's really no there's really no point anymore, which is an amazing feat. Oh, thank you.
4: Yeah, I, I get I, I, this let's slow down a little bit, but I used to get approached all the time for variety shows – or for, for uh, reality shows, and literally they were all that. It was sort of like, you know, you could have a team of people working on parody songs and have, like, uh, arguments and creative differences and, like – no <laughs> that is an awful idea and I, I, I could spend an hour telling you all the reasons why that's a bad idea or I can just leave goodbye
2: because you're a nice guy and you seem to like fun things and you don't you don't, you're not, you don't seem jaded at all you got a nice family like I don't know it's just a good study and hey you can be successful and a nice person at the yeah. same time and it's totally alright oh, oh that's so sweet thing, Chris um, alright I think I think we've pretty much I mean we could literally I feel like I, we could, got a, I got a question though no, we don't have any time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we can take off. as much time as we want. <laughs>
3: uh, no, I was always wondering if, um, like, uh, I enjoy your originals a lot. Oh, the original songs, yes. Yeah, um, it's like, but, and they're always a different style. It's like, you know, they're parody style songs. Which, if you had to pick a style, though, if you wanted to just start a band, um, like, and you had a style, which song would it probably be closest to? Would it? Would it be like Frank's two thousand inch TV, or what it? Yeah. Well, I, I I'm a big fan of. Uh, I thought maybe you need a drummer for that band. <laughs> uh, two part question.
4: Bermuda's still around though. Sorry. Yeah. If if uh, we'll, we'll keep you. We'll get you're in the rolodex. So we'll keep you in mind. Check it out. Um, if, Bermuda, if Bermuda shorts is like, I gotta get some new shorts, yeah. and he can't do a
2: tour then Jonah John. Yeah.
4: I, I liked I liked a lot of the uh, quote unquote alternative and indie music of the '90s. I, I thought the '80s were. were very kind of uh, synthesizer heavy. In the 90s, I, I like the whole grunge movement and the whole kind of alt-rock movement. And now we're back to music that, that I kind of don't like so much anymore. But there was a period of time, was like the, like mid, mid-90s kind of you know band. Like, yeah, Franks yeah. 2000, like R.E.M. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, any uh, any of that kind of... Uh, I, like, I like. Well, I don't want to go on a laundry list of band names that I like, <laughs> but I mean, the stuff that's a little quirky and guitar-driven and, and just kind of, you know, a little left-of-center. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But
4: hardware store was...
2: Freaking amazing! That's a great
3: song.
4: Like, how many tracks was that stacked on top of each other? Oh god, I I don't know, a a dozen vocal tracks or so. That that wasn't even one of my bigger productions. I I think my biggest production was uh, on the last album, Pancreas, which was my kind of Uh Brian Wilson homage. (laughs) I I think we're into the triple digits on the tracks on that. That was it was insane because there was like a zillion vocal tracks and like uh, so many different instruments. I don't know if you ever saw the the making of video that came on the album, but it was like me in the studio. And like, we were like just... Like Brian Wilson does, I'm sure, just kind of going in and just experimenting with stuff, and like recording, like you know, bicycle bells and and uh, and live strings and and just like toys and odd kitchen appliances and just anything, and just trying to make music out of yeah, it. Yeah, Brian Wilson is
2: either the least ironic person in the world or the most ironic person in the world. Like, I can't least. figure out where you think it is. He's I like, think it's least. Everything is so. That's why I love seeing the difference between him and like John Lennon. Like, you can yeah. really <laughs> see the difference between those two bands, where if if John Lennon were to write a song about vegetables, it would be some sort of weird reference to something else. Yeah. And Brian movie. Wilson literally just nope. sings vegetables. about vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, like, I just want to sing about my favorite yeah, John, vegetables.
3: John Lennon would dress like a crazy, you know, band leader from space. Uh, ironically, where Brian Wilson wore a crazy American top hats. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just like um, as a serious. Don't you
2: like my hat? <laughs> oh, it's funny, right? Why? Why? <laughs> uh, it's really big. <laughs> it really huge um, well, in any case, you uh, you continue to be uh, a, a good friend and an amazing guy, and and and. Um I, I will hopefully catch you this summer. And the, what, what's the tour? Where, where's the tour going?
4: Uh well, it's going all over North America. You can uh, check the tour dates on Weirdal.com. Interesting. Uh, locally you have to here, type it in like that. Weirdal.com. Yes, huh? yeah. you lower your voice. Yeah. Uh, but locally here, you guys you are uh, invited to my shows at the Pacific Amphitheater, which oh, will be sweet. in Costa nice. Mesa, uh, August 13th and 14th, I believe. I'm ah, there. So mark your calendars. I will mark my calendar. Oh, that's a week after my birthday.
0: Hey. And mine.
4: Could you do it a week earlier so we could do it on uh, Jones' birthday? I will, I'll see what I
0: can do. Okay. Okay, I really appreciate that. we do it two days earlier than that so it can be on my birthday.
3: Oh, your guys' birthdays are near each other. My Uh, two nerd cows. It's uh, it's so shitty though that your birthday will always get overshadowed by mine. Uh, But I feel like it's first. I don't don't, don't, know, because everyone's like, gearing up for Joan Ray's birthday. Oh, I (laughs) wish you guys would just make love and get it over with.
2: Um, By the way, uh, I do want to say if you want to email us, you can do so at podcast at nerdist.com. Oh,
3: open the floodgates, Chris. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's not not as bad as you think it is. Oh, okay. There's only only a couple people like, why don't you do this and this and then add this and use this kind of microphone? Well, like, where are, yeah, are these right. ideas? I need them. Well, I, I'll, I'll pass them along to you if you're ever mad at yourself one day. Ignore <laughs> them. <laughs> um, and then also, I do want to say the Next Notice Podcast live, uh, June 10th with Craig Ferguson. So you can get tickets uh, on, you can get all the info online it's a at Thursday. nerdist.com. Take yeah, it's Friday off. Have a three-day weekend. Start it off so with the fraud. yes let's all, let's all together say thank you, Weird Al. Uh, on the count of three. One, two, three. Thank
0: you, Weird Al.
2: Oh, no, Al, oh, no, no just not me. Know,
4: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just oh, oh, thanks, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that suffices. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. And
1: Now leaving Nerdist.com.
0: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader new cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. <laughs>